You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. Today, we talk to Deb Porner. One of the things Deb says that I love is never be disappointed in how fast or slow you run. Just keep going and enjoy it. Enjoy this podcast. I am really, really, really excited today on Fit Mind Fit Body to welcome a friend of mine for a really long time, especially in the running world, Deb Porter. Welcome aboard. Thank you, Michelle. Here we go. I'm so excited. You know, Deb didn't even know I had a podcast until I asked her to be on the podcast. Yeah, sorry about that. I'm not really a sort of a guru of the computer. My my daughter fixes everything for me and I just, I don't know, I get home from work and that's it. Yeah, we have such busy days, don't we? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm enjoying your podcast so far. <laughs> so one episode later that you've listened to, I mean, you're yeah. doing better, as I said. Simon's not listened to any. And I think good. you're almost one podcast up. number 50. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. I'm one up on him, beauty. You are. You're doing great. Yes. All right, Deb, I may know a little bit about you, but I, do. I don't know. I don't know that much about your personal life or, mm-hmm. you know, where you grew up and all that kind of stuff. So let's start there. Tell us, where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in Hampshire, which is the back of Burnie. Um, so I lived at Nina Road. It was RSD 106 from memory. And, um, yeah, and there was a sawmill on the road on the left. So um, we had to get off the bus um, at the end of the road where it met. Um, oh, now it's called Ridgely Highway, I think. Oh. Um, and we had to walk, I suppose, I don't know, a kilometre around that, myself and two older brothers, yeah, Peter and Michael. Peter was called wig and mix mick and me and we just all hung out together there and we were on a dairy farm and as, as long as i can remember i was always milking cows i mean that was my thing and they they worked on the farm we all worked on the farm but when i was milking cows they they did other stuff like you know um tractor work and that sort of thing obviously oh, when they wow. got older yes yeah, yeah. so i went to originally primary school from grade one i don't think we had kinder and prep back then i don't remember it and then to grade six, and I got to grade six, and it was like an area school. But when I was in grade six, the school got burnt down, and it was Ridgely. And there was a thing going around where they they burnt down a few of these area schools. I think Boat Harbour was one. Um, I don't know if Sprint, Ryanna, and Natone were burnt down. I can't remember. But then they just wanted to get get you out of the area wow. school, put you into the high school. So I was going to Parklands anyway, but some people stayed to the area school, which is grade seven, eight, nine, and 10, and did more of the agricultural type okay. stuff, I think. And then mm-hmm. they just wanted to get rid of that. So yeah, toddled off to Parkins High School, which was a couple bus rides and yeah, and did that. And yeah, just brought up on the farm and loved loved every minute of it. Oh. Yeah, I was, was going to be a farmer when I grew up, but something happened and I just didn't get there. So when you were at school, did you do a lot of sport? Like was but, that- um, Yeah, we, we sort of milked cows and all that. Oh, yeah, I was always, it was sporty. I had a, it's like I said just before, I think when I was born, I was I, I ran out of the womb. And um, I was always running or, um, yeah, we had athletics, car- athletics carnivals. And, and in grade six, I remember 
I won a trophy and it was it's the pride and joy of my of my life my running career oh. and it's a grade six and it's 100 meters and if you got that one trophy that means you were it and I've still got it and it's probably my all it was my first ever trophy and my favorite I just it's only little I love it and oh. yeah, and I sort of ran barefoot um basically all your Dunlop volleys oh. is what we had but oh. it's mainly barefoot um yeah, 100 metres, 50 metres, egg and spoon race, sack race, relays, <laughs> this, that sort of stuff. None of this other, you know, um, I don't even know if we had 800, maybe the older kids in yeah. high school. But, yeah, I just remember the sack race and all that. Um, so, tuggle, do you remember tuggle. loving it? Like, like Oh, absolutely. Remember it? Like, it. Was it that movement? Yeah. Oh, what made you think, oh, this is really fun? Well, I don't know. I could always run. I mean, living on a farm, we always running around. We used to go and get the cows yeah. and I'd be like, miles ahead of mum yeah. and dad and the brothers and I was just always running I mean I, I don't know I was always on the move um mm-hmm. and I think uh, I'm I'm an undiagnosed hyperactive kid you know back then it wasn't yeah. thought of but I reckon you know mum must have been pulling her hair out thinking oh where is she um <laughs> but, you know but you know I was pretty safe I loved it and, and always had the brothers tagging along with me so um yeah that's what I did I just ran that kind of carefree um, childhood, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah growing yeah, up but, on a farm and just mm, you know having that freedom to just explore yep. and run around and mm. and you kind of had like there was distances you had to travel. Like I grew up on a exactly. farm too. You had to like and nobody was driving you there and there wasn't any other way to get across the paddocks and wherever you had to go, no. um, unless you had a horse. Well, I did. Funny but, enough, I had a yeah. horse and then motorbikes. We used to bomb around on motorbikes, so. No helmet, that sort of thing. And I think, how did I survive? On a horse, no helmet, how did I survive? So you do all this. We had tractors and that. The brothers rode, you know, we drove tractors and that. Well, they did. I I had a lot of problem reaching the clutch and that because I was... You're not the tallest person. No, no, I'm not. So, and they are always so hard and stiff, those, the clutch and all that. So I I was never a a tractor fan, but yeah, got on the motorbike and that or just on foot with the dog. Yeah. And yeah, just did that, loved it. And um, yeah, that's the farm life was great. Wow. It was the best, so, best life. So you got to got to the end of high school. Mm-hmm. What did you do right. then? I did a year of matric, absolutely hated it, just detested yeah. matric. It wasn't my thing. Then I did, I moved to Devonport, did the childcare course for two years, did that, worked. I, I did really well in that. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what I wanted to do, but it filled in time. I had to do something. You know, the parents were saying, got to do something. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I did that. The brothers went on and did apprenticeships and and mine, I, I, I was good at it. So I moved to the mainland in a place called Robinvale, just um, not far from Mildura. It's on the on the border of New, New South, South Wales, Wales and Victoria. Victoria. Work, yeah, worked there for a year um, with Aboriginal women, teaching them in childcare. Um, and, of course, they all had babies except me, so they were teaching me. Um, and so I did that for a year. And then I came home for a bit of a holiday. And um, I was going back there. But then my brother, who was going out for his work dinner the day I got home, said, oh, Come to the work dinner with me ducks there. He's a friend. Yeah, yeah, all right. So I went with him there. And his boss was there and said, oh, do you, how long are you over for? And I said, oh, about a month. He said, oh, do you want to do a couple of weeks work, doing secretarial work, filling in while his wife, I think, was on, oh, she must have gone back to WA. And I said, oh, yeah, what do I do? And he says, just answer the phone. And said, yeah, no problem. I was there for four years. Uh. <laughs> right, so I really loved it. And um, then I sort of left that and came up to Lonnie and and just, oh, I actually, I did teacher's aid work for a bit in Burnie, which I love that. Then came up to Lonnie and worked a few jobs up here until I got into the hospital system and um, into what uh, I started off, activities coordinator. Then I did ward clerk in intensive care, which I loved. Was there for years. And then I got into 
clinical coding, which is what I do now. That's um, reading medical histories and abstracting oh, wow. information and reading all sort good and bad stuff. Um, it's like well, an administrative type of type of roles. That's cleaning clinical coding. It's sort of a um, it's a specialised area. You got to do a course and okay. you read. Like say you come into hospital with mm -hmm. um, I don't know a broken leg sort of thing. You know. Yeah. Um, so. I've got to find out how you did it, where you did it, like if you're running or ran into a car and all that, and then, you know, that you do the actual procedure and, and you code the actual type of break and if there's complications and if there's an open wound. Oh, wow. And then if you get an infection, so it's all that. And then if you've got any underlying conditions like hypertension or diabetes, so all that. So you've, you've got to have a bit of a medical sort of background. So you read all that. And, yeah, I've been doing that for years and I really enjoyed it. It goes for stats and money for the hospital and, it's a good job if you like reading other people's medical <laughs> histories. You know, it's all confidential, that. So I get a bit of a laugh and a bit of a cry out of it. But oh. most of all, you sort of get toughen up and you read it and you get on to the next history and you just yeah. do that and then come home. So, yeah. and, and I love it. I quite, and I've been doing that since early 90s, I think. So I've been doing it for a long time it now. Sounds like you could almost be it, you know, a doctor or a yeah. nurse when it comes to the diagnosis of stuff. I you know, actually, like it's funny that I, I start reading something and I think, oh, this person's just had a stroke. And um, just bothered. And of course, they fiddle and fart and do all these tests. And day three, they said, oh, the patient's had a stroke. And I thought, I told you that first five minutes. But, <laughs> you know, that's what we do. We, we, and we self diagnose, you know. Yeah. You know, if I've got a sore toe, I think, oh, cancer of the toe. I always start <laughs> with the worst possible scenario. No, nah, it's just I've hit it or, you know, that sort of thing. It's That's what we do. We, we joke around about conditions that we may yeah. have. And we say, oh, I think we've got this. No, you haven't, Deb. You just bloody hit your toe running, you knob. So that's what, you know, we just, that's what we like. But we have a lot of fun in our office. It's quiet, but every now and then we have a bit of a breakout and have a bit of a chat and a laugh and then back to it, you know. I can't imagine quiet. it like, being that quiet yeah. around you though, Deb. Well, funny you should say that. It actually is. And it's, you have to concentrate. And actually, I'm probably one of the quietest ones there. I've really? got my little corner there and I sit and I concentrate. And it's a bit like being in the library. So um, just out of personal interest, are you having to sit there with a mask on now because they had a man? Yes, we, well, funny because we got this, because we're in the Anno Burn Centre, we're separate to the hospital and we got an email and they said, if you work in the hospital, you have to wear masks. So we thought we don't have to wear them. Yeah. So we, we got dobbed in a couple of weeks after going about a month without it and, they, and the infection control nurse come over and said, you have to wear masks. So we do have to sort of wear masks in the corridor, okay. um, but because we sort of so far apart at our desks we take them off and I don't know how people can actually sit there with a mask on so I'll oh, pop yeah. it on when I'm going into the shared area where there's a kitchen or to the loos but mm -hmm. generally I'll take it off because I, I just can't can't have it on I just I don't know how people do they're mm -hmm. they're a bloody menace you know and you're trying you're reading trying to read something you're in the computer notes and and you know like it just it feels uncomfortable and and you can't the the mask sits funny on your face so you sort of it, it sort of obscures a bit of the computer screen. I think oh, I've got to get rid of it. So, And what about your glasses? Yeah, so I found like it, the just being on a up. plane, they get all fogged up. Yeah, yeah so I, and I need my glasses for reading. So that sort of thing. But we've been lucky that we can take them off in where mm. we sit, but then we just pop them back on when we're at public. So it looks yeah, like we, moving around. we've had, yeah, had them on all the yeah. time and been good little people. So, but, so reversing back like yeah. I don't know 40 years uh -huh. <laughs> when you first were doing say the child care were yeah. you running then like did you have you mm, I was netball I think I was playing netball so yeah um, I was I played netball in high school yeah. and 
and that, but I think back in my day, I played it also in primary school. I think they called it women's basketball back then. Don't quote me on that, but it was net, not netball because it was sort of basketball back then or anyway. Well, how, so how old are you, Deb? So when I'm we I'm 60. I was 60 in January. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big 6-0 now and same number as the speed limit. Um, that's the way I look at it. The 60, I'm, you know, zipping through the suburbs, not 50 through town. Um, so, uh, yes, I played a bit of netball um, and then played netball sort of when I was in the early days of working and that. And then when I was at childcare and that, I think it was Saturday morning in, yeah. at Bernie there. And then um, didn't really get into running until, oh, again, till when I had, after I had the kids really. So I had Yazzie at 28 and Callum at 30. So basically when Callum was born, oh, it's just not long after that, I hit the running track. I was always active, but um, yeah, basically did the running. What? Why do you think you chose to be always active? Because I know like both oh. of us come have come up, you know, through living on a farm and things. That hasn't always meant, especially women, that they mm. stayed active, you know, especially yeah. once they left the farm or yeah. even if they stayed on the farm, they sometimes, sometimes fell into non-active roles, exactly. I suppose, in their life. And, and the result in that was, you know, ends up being not necessarily the healthiest. Mm. I don't way. know. I think, mm. I think I enjoyed it and yeah. I was okay at it. And I think, yeah, I'm liking this running. And I, I never had injuries. And yeah. I suppose it, it was something easy for me to do because you just head out the door. Um, yeah. And that's the good thing about running. You don't have to be, you don't need a track. You just head out the door and go. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, and, and I was just, I enjoyed it. And I think that's probably why I stuck with it, which is the enjoyment part. So, yeah, so I'd say you... that. And, and lucky, I suppose, I can run. And I know mum was a good runner in okay. her past life in Germany because yeah. mum's yeah. German dad. Yeah, mum's German dad's Romanian, so she was yeah. always a good runner. Dad's, he, he was a good runner and, and fit. Well, they both were on a farm. You're always running, chasing cows, as you yeah. do. So I think that's probably why I just kept at it of genetics yeah, there as well and you know if you know yeah. we talk sometimes in the podcast actually even with the loose podcast about how our parents can influence yeah. us quite a bit too and if they consider themselves as you know mm. sort of um, fitter even beyond their everyday work um, yeah. so yeah. knowing that your mum was a good runner for example yeah. that sits was, in the back of your mind yeah. and you're like yeah like that's part yeah. of who I am I can run but, because my mum can run you know well, she she ran and I knew she was fast and could run but um, she died um, about, it was 2009, of, of breast cancer. And I didn't find out till her funeral that she was a really good runner in Germany. My brother read the eulogy and he said something about mum being a, sort of a national runner. And I just looked at yes, my daughter, and she looked at me and thought, why weren't we told this? I had no idea. Did I knew she know? could run. But uh, like my brother said, and I said, why, why didn't she tell us? And he said, oh, well, she, it was in the past and it is now the present. And it, that happened many years ago. And I thought, really? I needed to know that. So, you know, so that that's yeah. probably why. And, and so at the time, I didn't really know she could run or, or I knew she could run, but I didn't know that she that's was good. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, and, and, and we ran because, you know, I was chasing those bloody cows. So, <laughs> and we had to be active. We had great food. Like we never had crappy food and had yeah. good German food. So, yeah, we had to you know, just work, just always eat and run sort of thing. So I, th- I think just running was natural. It was just something yeah. I was born with. I was like born to run. So do you remember when you started running as an adult after you had the children? Yeah. What was the decision like to choose running that rather than say pick up netball uh, again or some well, other thing? 
with the netball, I'd had a few injuries, like I always seemed to roll the ankle and that yeah. was, and, and it was always loose and sore. So I had to strap it. So I did running because I, I thought, well, I remember going to my GP once and I was just tired all the time. And, and it was because I'd, you know, had two kids and um, working and she said, you got to find something you like doing like, and she said like pottery or flower arranging. And I'm thinking, <laughs> nah, nah, no, nah, I, I can't do that. So I thought, no, I'm going to do my running. So I started off um, after tea or fed the kids and, and the husband at the time and just took off out the door for 20 minutes and then built on that. And then I just started yeah. and that was my thing. Um, that was getting back into it. I, I never, I could always run. I, could, I never lost, you know, got, never had to walk and run walk around. I could always run um yep. probably not fast just ran and then um because after you like I think Callum it wasn't long after I, I just stopped breastfeeding so um it's sort of a little bit sort of still got sore boobs and that sort of thing you know what it's like and um yep. <laughs> so, I do yeah yeah so and then you still got that you know the the jelly belly sort of thing and all that happening so I just ran and I enjoyed it and I thought oh I could do this and so I made that my little habit and I did that a few times a week and and then it generally got longer and more and then more serious and join the club and and the kids come along and then decided oh I can do a 5k then a 10k and then just a few marathons and yeah it sort of just went from there just like I knew I could run I just thought well I can build on this and yeah it was never it was just like just run it was I I never thought oh I could win this there was none of that and it still isn't it's just I'll just run and see where it takes me and, and and how I go and it's it's always me against me when I mm. run, I don't really give, I don't look around who's around. Um, mm-hmm. I just run and hope for the best. And yeah, and that's basically how I did it. And that's how I got to where I am today, I suppose. Just kept running. So why do you think you keep running? Like, why do you think? Because oh, I don't you, have an injury. I don't have an injury. You're not um, always competing because you nah. don't see, I don't know. Like some people I've spoken to seem really focused on a race that's coming up yeah. or whatever. And they're really goal orientated. I used but to you be, don't strike me like nah, that now nah, anyway. Like nah, that. I used to. I used to be there yeah. every week. You probably remember that because there yep. was Jan Inge, Peter Vock, Timmy Lenahan. We we had some teams like Bruni Island and the Melbourne yep. Marathon. So they they were my little focus group. So we always did stuff together and, and went to the run and had a bit of a, fun, a lot of fun. And then, you know, um, things happen people just leave the earth and um then I just kept running and I I do enjoy the longer stuff um I think the fast stuff now is you know too fast I could you know I've got to warm up for a fair while to to sort of um warm up the body but I prefer the longer stuff because I I can get in my 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 pace pretty I settle pretty quick pretty easy Mm -hmm. and I keep the pace and that's it I mean I don't with it with a 5k it's like that can hurt because you've got people yeah. zipping past you and there's a lot of action in a 5k where I prefer 10k is good, you know, like the, um, the Lonnie 10 and that, but I prefer the longer stuff. I, pre- I love a half, good half marathon. Um, 15k is good, but yeah, I, I manage a 10, but yeah, it takes me a while to settle in that, especially in a, in a bunch start. Like it's all, all right with, with our, um, the, our group because it is all handicapped so it's good yeah. but when there's a whole bunch of people I get put off because people go fast they, they slow they stop in front of you drop a shoelace so you just kids in front of you see so it's all over the place I don't like that sort of part of it but um, <laughs> yeah yes yeah, so I, I just I think I just run because I haven't really had a major injury and I'll just keep doing it it's it's one of my passions I think like it makes you feel good I assume yep yep mm. yep it's yeah, I, look, I don't really know what it is. I suppose they, mm. it's addictive um, yeah. and I've been doing it for so long and why give it up if I'm still enjoying it? And, you know, I've had a couple of minor 
injuries. I've had a, a, um, a tilted pelvis from a, a dodgy where I ran in a hole down Charles Street, just a little dip and then, you know, sort of oh. jarred my hip and had to go to a car and all that and, and, you know, get put back in place sort of thing. But yeah. I've just been lucky that I enjoy it and and I feel good um, after it and mm-hmm. I, I just love it. I, I don't know what it is. People... I think you've got, like, some people love music and all that and they yeah. play a, an instrument and that, that's great. I just love my running. And mm. Because you just you just head out the door. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to get in the car and drive anywhere, yeah. or, you know, when you're just doing a training run. You just run out your door and I love it. That's probably, yeah. it's just the ease of it and the simplicity, I think, of just starting your run. So do you mostly run by yourself? Yeah, you know, pretty much now. I, I never used to. I used to run with... Um, the mob at 8.30 on a Sunday morning. That was JIS, the Jan Inst- yeah. Institute of Sport. Yep. Um, and yeah, yeah. The pre-buddies. And then, <laughs> yes, yes, pretty much. And then, um, you know, I did the club runs and then I used to run at night um, and sometimes I'd run with people. But now I'm, I'm an early starter. I'm on the road usually by 5 in the morning because I wow. wake up early. It's that the cow's calling me to milk, yeah. I think it is. And I'm usually awake by about 4 four thirty at the latest and then I think oh, well, I wow. go for a run. So I'll get up, go for my run and do a probably do a ten K and get to work and I'm still the first person at work. So oh. and I've done a ten K run and that just cracks me up. I think, why is there no one here? Oh that's right. <laughs> yes, I'll just yeah, they just started someone got me out like eight o'clock or, or yeah. seven thirty. Yeah. Half the day's over before they yeah, get out of yeah, bed. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I've ran a ten K but I love it. I mean it's yeah, it's just what I do and I run better in the mornings and I run better on my own. So how often do you run now? Four mornings a week. So Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday morning, unless yeah. I'm racing, I'll do a long one. Saturday morning, I'm usually on the road by about five. You know, that yeah. sort of thing. Just do anything from a, oh, look, I'd say around a 20K mm-hmm. around that um, or a 21, 22K. So basically, I say to people, I like probably do a half marathon every weekend if if I'm just going yeah. for a trot. So, yeah. and that's what I do. So you're very structured, like as you said, it's Monday, yeah. Wednesdays. Oh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Yeah, that Monday. because it works for me. Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. I have changed them around if something yeah. goes on yeah. or I've missed it. I don't really yeah. care, but okay. they seem to work for me. I'll try and have the Friday off before my big one. But if I know I can't run on the Saturday morning, I, I on the Sunday morning I can run on a Friday morning. Mm-hmm. It just just depends. But that's what's worked for me for quite a number of years now, and that's what I do. Do you listen to anything when you're? Oh God, no, no! I I can't have music. I can't do any of that. That just, that I just, number one, I I like to know what's going on. Um, Mm. Traffic noise, people, you know, I need that. And you know, if if I just don't like things in my ears, I I just, you know, that sort of thing. I don't like having to carry something, and you know, I just, no, I'm just like listen to nature. So less is more with me and you know Saturday morning's got my backpack on with my drink and um and that's it but um I now, now take my phone with me I'll strap it around my waist because years ago yes he said to me all my kids said mum you gotta take your phone I said well and they said in case you need us and I said oh all right then so I started and we're take my phone so I do that now it's habit I, I, I have to because it, it's a safety thing yeah um and that's why I do it where years ago I was just that was, be, you know, before mobile phones were really in, but, you know, I had one of those little black flip phones and mm-hmm. I used to take that. But, you know, when I first started, when I was told to take my phone. So, yeah, so now I take it because I, I've been told by the children. 
<laughs> I'm glad that you're Safety. a well-behaved parent. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, pretty much most of the time. Do you, do you mostly run like on the roads in around yeah. the around Launceston or yeah, do you I'll, head out in the trails a bit? Um, some trails. I used to go around from here. I'm at South Launceston, so I used to head into town and then get on the Tamar walking track there. I don't know, it's past. Yeah. Um, at oh, the tail race? Yeah, that's it. Um, along there and do a bit of a loop and that and come back. But now it's generally through town, um, Invermay Road, Elfin Road, and do a bit of a loop. Only because it's well lit, you know, they've got yeah. street lights and I do like that. And I'll, I'll wear a head torch, um, one at the front, it'll f- one at the back, and some of my stuff's reflective, so you can probably see me from the moon. Um, <laughs> I'm one to, to run safely and, you know, against the traffic and, and do all that. Um, jump on the footpath when cars are coming if I have to. It, yeah. it depends on the – some footpaths are really bumpy in town, so mm. I, tre- I tend to go on the roads. But footpaths, if, if you know, busy times, which sometimes in the morning there's a bit of traffic around, but generally I just try and stay, um, yeah, on the footpaths if, if I can, but pop down onto the roadway if the footpaths are a bit dodgy and some people tear out of their driveways and don't think there's a runner there at like quarter past five in the morning. So it's a bit of a safety thing. So I do all of that. Yeah. Mm. Um, Do you spend a lot of time looking at your watch? Like when you're running, like are you, are you focused on keeping, you know, there's a particular pace you want to do or distance or whatever? Are you a watch? Yeah, I I look at it when it clicks over to the kilometre and it says, oh, you're doing whatever. I was like, oh, that's pretty good. Oh, God, got to slow down there a bit, Debbie, you're daydreaming. Because I tend to to daydream. Yeah, you're you're running and... You do. I'll solve, solve all the world problems when I'm running. I'm, you know, I'm running along there, and I'm thinking, oh, this is happening. That's happening. Got to do this. Got to do that. Shopping list, and then my, it clicks over, and I think, oh god, that was a bit slow. I must have been, you know. So yeah, I'll try and keep a, a bit of a pace going. Um, I'm not too fussed about it, but I think, oh, you know, what happened there? Oh, that's right. I had a hill or something, or I had to stop for traffic, yeah. that sort of thing. But I like to keep a good pace going. So yeah, when it ticks over to a kilometre and I've got to look at it, I thought, yeah, okay, yeah, I, 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 yeah, don't really worry about it too much. But, yeah, it does make you think, oh, stop daydreaming. Get on with it. <laughs> and which brings me on to one of the questions I ask everyone, the kind of things that you are thinking about when you're running. You don't have to give us specifics, yeah. but what sort of stuff do you think about when you're oh, daydreaming? Look, <laughs> I think, oh, okay, today is like, oh, Tuesday. I think so I've got a meeting. Oh, God, yeah another bloody meeting at work okay uh and then i think oh god i've got some of these histories to do at work oh, I, won't, I won't start that till oh i'll probably do that one tomorrow because it's a bit long and then i think about the shopping list and then i think oh that's why i've got to ring my dad because he's you know he's 95 so i've got to ring my dad tonight wow. yeah so i do all this sort of stuff i've got i plan my day um and do all that so i try and and then i and then, and then it's stuck in my head most of the time. And then, oh, that's how I've got to do this. So, yeah, or yeah, or just sometimes then go for a bit of run and, and then it just works stuff out and, and that's it. So it's just basically trying to plan your day, your yeah. life, trying to solve what's going on in the world or whatever, or thinking, oh, we're going to have for tea tonight, <laughs> stuff <laughs> like that. And then, oh, look, I'm home. The run's finished. So, yeah, I'll try and think of things that help me out, like so I don't have to use thinking time during the day. If that makes sense, it uh, it totally makes sense. Do you think when you when you finish your run, you always feel better? Like absolutely emotionally, yep. like especially oh, if you started yeah. it thinking, "Oh, this is going to be a crap day because you know yeah. something's coming up or whatever." Yeah. Yep. Do you feel better at the end? Do you always? I have days like that where I you know I get out of bed and I'm thinking, "Oh God, I've just oh, this is just too hard." Yeah, start your run. I thought, "Oh, this is going to be this is going to be a doozy of a run." But then once you get going and you you get going it takes me a good k because yeah. I, I live up westby road so i've got to run down 
and get down to Wellington Street down near the bus station. So that's a, a kilometre. And, and and once I get down there and go a bit further, then I'll, I know how I'm going to run, good or bad. And most of the time I'm lucky, I'm feeling good. So, um, yeah, so, you know, the little happiness thing kicks in. But, you know, every now and then you have, you know, you, can have, you have crap runs, everybody does, and you have yeah. crap races. But you, you just think, oh, yeah, okay, it's just one of those days. And you get home and think, oh, that was good or or that was hard, especially if it's windy. I hate running in the wind yeah. um, and, and and wind and rain together. I don't mind the rain. It's just yeah. the wind or the wind and rain together. And I think, oh, that was – why did I go out? Um, <laughs> but then half the time you get out, then it rains when you're out there. So yeah. – um, but I always wear a cap. And then if it's raining, it doesn't matter because it doesn't get on my face or yeah. my eyes. And I think once it gets in your eyes and on your face, it it's like, oh, don't like that. So I've, I've learned that. I'm totally the same. I can't even, the idea of going for a run a couple of times if I've forgotten my cap, even if I know it's not going to rain, it's like, this is doesn't feel right. (laughs) I do hate rain on my face as well, weirdly. Hmm. Yeah, me too. But see, I I find, because I wear a head torch, I've got to have the cap on. Because, yeah, uh, yeah if, if you try and put a head torch on without a cap, it's just, look, some people cannot, it hurts and it slips and it, oh, I don't like it. So I have okay. a cap and then yeah. put the head torch on and it just sits nice and everything. And then I'm off and, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go. It totally makes sense. So tell me, what do you do on those days when you, how do you, what do you say to yourself? Or maybe it is you're just so conditioned now at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But on those days when it is raining outside or... It's just not great weather, but, you know, it's Tuesday or one of your run yeah. days. Uh, you don't feel like it either. I don't know, for whatever reason, you feel like yeah. having a flat day. How do you get yourself out the door? What sort of? Oh, look, I never have a problem getting out the door. I'm very conditioned, like I said. I yeah. just get up and I know I have to do it. Um, the, the only time I will not go out is if it's lightning. Um okay. Yeah, if it's thundering, I thought, well, I'm heading down that way, I can hide. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. So a bit of lightning happening, I'll probably wait. But, yeah, look, I just go and um, and just get out there and think, well, I can do this. And it's and I think, oh, it's good training for if I do have a race like this. And yeah. you talk yourself into it like, yeah, it's good training for that or it's um, it's good resistance work, you know, in the wind. Yeah. And, and and that's what you say to yourself. And then, yeah, the door, I don't make many excuses. I just think, oh, we'll just – yeah, it's it's good. It's good for you. It'll toughen you up. Then just go, and and it's only like it'll only be fifty minutes or whatever. It's it's not a day. Uh, you know, it's fifty yeah. minutes. You can duck and weave under through. You know, if I go through town under buildings, you know, if it's crappy weather. So yeah, I've got options. So I try and I, I'm I'm more a half full. Yes. Yeah. yeah, than half empty. So I try. I, I always look at the the good side and think, oh, it'll just make me tough, and off I go. So I like I love that you said that because so many people talk themselves out of it, and you're you're like I talk no. myself into it, yeah, and I'm like I there are so I many know. people who will instead all of us will you know I, well yeah. think of lots of reasons why I shouldn't do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember years ago we had a, a run at George Channel. I don't know if you was there, and it was pelting down with hail and rain and all that and we're all standing under this little building there yeah and and there's some poor run I think it was John Quinn had to go off first with oh you poor bugger and then it was hailing and it was just a day of crap weather yeah and then it sort of cleared up a bit and then it got worse it cleared up but we all did it um and we all huddled together and then you know but we all did there and and that's what it's like you just got to get out there 15 years ago oh it was forever and I just I still remember I go to Georgetown I remember that day I can see where everyone was standing 
under that little building. Like, yeah, we can't was, remember just the other times we went and the day was fine yeah, and we're okay. Yeah, exactly, you just remember the bad ones. <laughs> I think it was just funny and, and we're all there and thinking, oh, we all whinged and bitched and moaned about it, but we all did it because that's what we do. We yeah. whinge, don't we? It's true, a little bit, but then we yeah. get out there and we feel very proud of ourselves because we oh, did it. <laughs> absolutely, that's what you're doing. That's what it's about. It's just getting out there and doing it and coming back. Like <laughs> it's it's not, it's not a biggie. You you just got to you just got to do it. And that's and true. as you get older, you just you just do it because you know you you can. Mm. You know, I've ran in worse conditions. And I'm like, oh, I can do it. Just go do. You kind of become even more grateful, I think, as we get older because you realise you can. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, because I'm older. There, yeah, yeah, when you're younger, just, you think you can do anything, you're going to live yeah. forever. But as you get older, it's like you just become more grateful for a lot of these yeah. things that yeah. we're still doing. And you, hmm. and you don't want to be sook. You don't want to be, you know, you just want to get out there and do it. I mean, you get up in the morning, you've got your gear on. Well, I might as well go now. I'm not going to get changed again. So, yeah. and so that's, you just go. That's one of my tricks. Even yeah. like if I've got a Zoom meeting or something and I need to go for a run straight after because I didn't get up at five o'clock. Because yeah. <laughs> I live at a 10. There's not so many lights. I've got more no, Oh, no. No, yeah, well, that's right. Loads of excuses. Yep. Um, I will actually have my running clothes underneath the clothes that you see on the scene. Oh, right. That's my trick. They're on. I'm not going to not go for a run. So you haven't got your jammies still on or anything now, have you? Today, no. In fact, I actually only have my running clothes on. That's all right, then, because you just speak for a run. Just checking, because you can do anything, can't you? You can, exactly. This world of Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did want to ask you, I don't think I've asked anyone else this, but how do you deal with, because I know you have problems with it over the time, and I also have problems with this, but different from your problems, I think, but with nerves coming up to a race, oh my especially God. an important-ish race. I know Why because you you've think- been a rep, you've been yeah. a rep, had done rep running. I still get really nervous and I've never been a rep, you know, <laughs> apart from school time. So it's like, how do you deal with that and you still have to deal with it from time to time so well, why do you think they call me call me the toilet queen <laughs> I no they called you the, the toilet queen yeah well the to- oh, you know oh there's debbie you know ask her. anyone know where a toilet is ask debbie she knows where they are i <laughs> honestly i get so nervous and i you know toilet at home like you know when the kids we don't go to the toilet for the next half hour it is mine you know one toilet now so i get nervous um i've got to i warm up by myself or someone else who's doing the same run um i'm probably not very chatty um i just warm up yeah stay away from from too much idle chit chat or a group of people yeah just warm up and yeah get nervous and yeah sometimes you get nervous you get the dry mouth and all that and i I think oh that's a good thing i'm nervous that's good um and that's the way i look at it apart from the toilet stops but yeah i'm just i just yeah, focus on, right, I've got this, I've got to do it, um, you'll be fine. It's all a bit, yeah, you'll be fine, Deb, don't worry about it, you're nervous, that's a good sign. Yeah. And then get to the start line and go. So you reframe it. Yeah, but pretty much, yeah. You, and, and that's what you do. you got to do that with a lot of things in your life. But And there's, you always get thrown a curveball with things in life. But running's like, I always get nervous before a race, always. Yeah. Like, there's never... Even LAC races. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, always get nervous. And then I'll get there. Oh, I'm fine now. But, yeah, um, but that's just me and that's just getting ready for that, you know, the body having a bit of a crack, I think. And then yeah. I'll get nervous for me and, 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 well, I've got to go now. So, bang, you're off and then I'll settle and then I'm good and the nerves settle. So. That's okay. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it can. When I first started, it was nerve-wracking. I was a bit of a mess most of the time but you know that was learning how to handle my nerves and that because mm. I was new and there was yeah it was just I was very focused and I'm um, probably a bit faster than I am now and and then I um 
yeah, you, you just got, you got through it. Then it was always competitive because there was a few competitive in my age group in yeah. the running club. So there was always that sort of going on and, you know, who's going to beat who today and, and that, but you get through that, but you know, that's what it was like back then, back in the olden days. And, but now it's more, um, still get nervous, but just learn to sort of, it'll be right once you start going. Yeah, you just need to try and find those ways to relax a little bit. But as you said, I think some nerves are good. Oh, that actually is true, not even even not just telling yourself that they're good, but it is a good thing because it just um, means your adrenaline's up a bit. You're not just going to walk away when they say go, you run away. Exactly, Exactly. and you've got a bit of, it's like when you do an exam, you get a bit nervous because you think, have I done enough? You know, have I done enough reading, have I done enough research and that? And it's just about running, oh, have I done enough? But, you know. It's yeah. too late now. Just go and do it. Right. It's just I always like, especially if it's a long race, like a marathon, mm. I'll be like, well, it, it's just one step in front of the other. That's like, it. really? What's yeah. <laughs> if I have it. to and walk some of it? You know, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> exactly. There's wor- and that's my thing. There's always worse things in the world. And when yeah. you run and, you know, say you, you've got a, a 10K, you think, well, this is going to be all over in, in X amount of yeah. time. Yeah. So, and then you can go home. And that's mm. the way I look at it. So you think it's only a little short period out of my day and then I go yeah. home and if I have a good run so be it if I don't well it doesn't really matter because yeah. who cares that, that, that really. saying is really good too when you're procrastinating at home yeah. oh yeah you know, by the time I procrastinated for half an hour I could have gone out for 5k exactly <laughs> exactly right but yeah everybody has nerves and it's how you deal with it but you know yeah. as time goes on you get better at dealing with it and yeah yeah you just don't sort of worry about it that's yeah, really interesting just because I know that especially if people haven't run for a long time or never run mm-hmm that the nerves can be a big thing to stop them. And it's, it is all in our head. We can do things and say things or whatever to ourselves that can alleviate some of it. But it's nice to hear that even those of us like you and and I who've run for a really long time, we still get nervous and we still have to find ways to deal with it. And, and you can, and you do. So it's, it's worth pushing through um, to get to the other side and do whatever it is you want to do even if your nerves are there, I reckon. And it's what works for you as well. It may not work for yeah. someone else. You just got to find what makes you less nervous yeah. or just, yeah. And that's why I said, I just sort of warm up by myself and do my own thing and yeah, yeah. have a couple of sips of water because I get that dry mouth and then off I go. All of our um, friends, we got lots of common friends, uh, go out for dinner before marathons, you know, like when we've gone yeah, and done the, the Melbourne before. marathon. And I'm like, no. Nah. I've done that. I've you don't want to talk to me the it. night before. <laughs> no, I, I, I've done that in Melbourne and I went out, but, you know, it was all right, but I just don't enjoy it. I just think no. I'm going to be social and because you've asked me, but I'd rather be at home. But um, I feel like yeah. you're making me be social. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want yeah. to be. But, yeah, exactly. And I just like to be home, you know, and just, no, nah, I don't want to go out. I just, yeah, don't, don't bother asking me because it's going to be no. Yeah, yeah, that's what I just go, no, now they're used to that. They're, I'm fine though, yeah. afterwards, wow, I'm ready for a party then. <laughs> you know that once you finish, yeah, absolutely, now. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah hopefully. So, so, you mentioned an injury earlier. Yes. And yes. you don't get that many. But when you do get an injury and it puts you out of running for a short time, I assume the hip thing maybe puts you out for a little it, bit. Well, it, funny thing is, like, mm. I, I was running down Charles Street and I ran in a little dip in the road, you know, the little dips on the footpath when, when yeah. it's running gets water yeah. in there. Anyway, I ran in one of them and I thought, oh, that, that's a bit, it was a dodgy, you know, dodgy thing and hurt the left hip. I kept running. And anyway, after that, it just kept hurting a bit. I just kept getting tingly down my leg and numb toes and all that and, and it was end up being a bit of sciatica but you know and you know as a runny think oh it'll go it'll go 
Mm -hmm. 18 months later, I'm thinking, I better go and get this checked out. So I went to a chiropractor um, and I got into Tamer Chiropractic and saw Brett. Mm -hmm. um, and he just, I still go to him now, five, six years later. He just oh, wow. said, sent me for an x-ray and came, and went, had that, came back and he had a look at it. He says, you've got a tilted pelvis. So he clicked my body into shape and crunched and everything. I walked out of there, best I've ever done. No pain, gone. I wow. still had some little niggly. And yeah. I had to go back like a couple of times a week for the next couple of weeks. And then I basically go once a month. Now mm -hmm. I've just spread it out a bit because I'm trying to figure out off of the last two appointments, I'm just trying to figure out when my pain starts. So, yeah, yeah so basically if I go now every five to six weeks or six to seven, I'm fine. But yeah, he, he just crunched me into shape. And um, yeah, one of my legs, because of the tilted pelvis, um, one of my legs was a little bit longer than the other. So when I ran on the camber of the road where it tilts a bit, I was just in agony and all I can say as a runner if you know if you keep running the thing it's going to go away, going to go away it's not going to get it looked at because yeah. like I said I did it for 18 months thinking it'll go away it'll go but it doesn't mm -hmm. it just does not go away so yeah. yeah got it fixed and now I also go to a massage dude called Merv at Tamer Chiropractic once once a month I'm giving him a plug I'm Merv and Brett so at and so I go for a massage and a chiropractic um, session and, yeah, they keep me um, going. I, how, I, how did you know to go to a chiro chiropractor? I know that um, you, you work in the medical world, so yeah, maybe you've well, got a I bit knew, of insight. But. I knew a doctor wouldn't be able to help me, a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, physio, maybe not. Then I'd read a bit of research and someone said you might need an osteopath. And, and I rang up an osteopath, couldn't get in. And then I thought, oh, I'll ring up a chiropractor you know, because they do that sort of thing. And, and I had dealings with chiropractors in the past, not myself, but the family. And I thought, oh, I'll ring up a chiropractor. And it was probably the best decision I ever made. And wow. um, knowing that they, they did that, I read about what they did. And I thought, yeah, okay then. I mean, if he can't fix it, he'll tell me where to go. Um, mm. So that is why I went there. Had a feeling he knew and I just got in to see him. No one said go and see Brett, but I thought, oh, he was the first one available. He'll do. Yeah. And um yeah, and so he he he's just a guru for me, and move awesome. they're my gurus that keep me moving. Keep you you're uh, you fluid and in the flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like um, Merv says, I'm just you're just a well-oiled machine, and I'm just giving you a bit of maintenance. So Aww. and yeah, and he's great. I, he, I have an hour session with him once a month, and he's just awesome. So That's I awesome. recommend everybody, uh, you know, got an injury, get it looked at. If it doesn't go after a week or two, if you yeah, but. Um, and see a massage dude if you know if if you it's they just iron out your sore, your sore spots and mm. you don't think you've got them to you see a massage person and you lay down face down in the hole and they start yeah. massaging Ow. you and now I said to move out I now know why I'm face down because I'd tell you what I'd smash him because the pain <laughs> sometimes but move um so and I've got to be very careful because he's a little bit religious I don't swear um oh. Not that I would, but yeah, he's he's so good. But he just said, look, you know, he know he can just I lay down because I don't have a lot of body fat. He can see little lumps, and he says, does this hurt? And yeah, it hurts when he touches me. So and he fixes me. So I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I've been going for a long time. Yeah, so he knows. So with your with your injury, I like that. I might have to go to a chiropractor myself. Mm. Um, with your injury, yeah. have you? And I'll be able to say Deb sent me, and yeah. everyone else on the podcast say Deb sent you. Yeah, you suddenly tell get that, flooded. See what happens? <laughs> Oops. Yeah, no, it should be good. They, I think they'd be happy that I sent you. Oh, um, have you had any time off your running because of injury, or you know something you didn't want to happen where you weren't able to run? Yeah, have, 
in 2000, and I think it was 2009. Oh. I think I had an appendix out. To hang on, no, 2009 was it? Anyway, it was many years. Oh, it might have been after that. Um, yeah, yeah I had an appendix out. Yes, yeah, so I and I was 40 something. Mm-hmm. 40 something, and I was training. I think I'd come back. I might may have done a half marathon in Melbourne. I can't remember. And I remember I had a few little niggy pains, and um, I came home, kept running, and went to work, and I just bit bent over with pain and and they said you're oh, just got a bit of pain I'm thinking back in my head appendicitis I thought now I should be vomiting and you know I remember mum mm-hmm. being a nurse said you know you've got appendicitis because my brother had his appendix out you're vomiting you can't if you lay down you can't stretch your legs out there's a few other little things she told me a few little tricks and said, yeah I can do all that not appendicitis so I because I worked in the hospital I was um, encoding and then I knew the girls in radiology um, because when I used to work in ICU I had to take I to see them every day for, yeah. you know, x-rays and that for patients mm-hmm. and all that. So I went in there and I said, you know, I need to have a an ultrasound whenever. And they said, um, it was late in the day. And they said, first thing in the morning. I said, yeah, yeah, I can do that before work. Yeah. So it might have been half past seven, eight. So I toddled in there and they did the ultrasound. And she said, yeah, it's not looking good. You better pop right back around. You better pop into A&E. So I went around there. Tom, I got there. They got the report and it was bad it was ready to pop mm. and um I didn't sort of know that at the time but they said it's pretty bad and I said oh, okay right what do you want me to do and I said well come in here we'll get you ready and I said look no 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 I can't I can't I've got to go I'm home busy. yeah I've got kids I've got to organize them and they said you can't go and I said well I have to and they said and I said look I'll be back in an hour and they said you better and so anyway I went home it, oh. yeah they had had a few words with me I said no, I'm going home and had to organize my kids and then my boss said I drove, I actually had my car at work that day. My, my boss said to one of the girls, follow her, pick her up. Because I had to pack a bag. I didn't have, you know, I said, I'll, I'll need my clean undies and that, thank you very much. So then I came back and in and I had my appendix out that night. And the funny thing was that, was it the next night or the next night, oh, it must have been on Friday, and the next night I think was the, the running club dinner. Oh. And um, I'd already paid for it. And um, I, I remember Vocky and um, David Lynch rang me and they said, you do anything to get out of a dinner I said actually no hang on a minute and I had to throw up because I was talking and they'll never let me leave that down but I was <laughs> actually coming to the dinner but I had my appendix out so yeah and then I was off running for three weeks that's so, crazy well just just as an aside my the treasurer of the last couple of years she didn't come to the dinner last year for that exact same reason oh it's a I just killer. and it was like she had her operation the day before as well yeah. like it was like what she was anyway uh, so you, you couldn't run for three weeks three weeks is that, yeah. is that like the longest you haven't been pretty able much. to run since you started running pretty you know, much and, and then I went to the to the doctor and she's and I had to go back after three weeks because they they checked the wound and, and all that mm-hmm. and I had the stitches out and all that so I went to her rooms and I said went in there and she said any questions I said yeah when can I run <laughs> and um she said well you can actually run today if you must but I don't think you will and I said, well, how long can I run for? And she said, oh, no more than 20 minutes. So I said, righto. So I got home and I reckon I had the clothes off before I even hit the front door and I had the clothes on and out the door for 22 minutes. Thank you very much. Oh. <laughs> no, this, and I thought, oh, she said 20 minutes. I'm going to push it, go for 22. And I don't know. And yeah, it was down near Coates Payton's and all that sort of place and come home and I thought I can do it. And I was a bit sore, like you, you're running a bit tender and um, 
because my shorts were rubbing on my wound where I had my appendix yeah. out. And then, um, then I had to put something, fold something and put this. So I wouldn't rub when I was going for my other runs. Um, and yeah, and they just started from there. And and I was supposed to do, I don't know what I was supposed to have. I might have been the point to pinnacle. I don't know, but I didn't do it. And, you know, like when I had my appendix out and it was, it was really bad because they actually, when they took them out, because it, I'd, I'd had a, the appendicitis for quite a while, well, for a few days, it started to, to I suppose, Burst, rot. Yeah. And, oh, um, oh. yeah, and they thought I actually had cancer. And so they oh. cut out more part of my bowel. And um, it wasn't, it was just started to get a bit necrotic. So yeah. when they told me that after, I didn't know that till after yeah. um, I'd left hospital, I actually found out and I thought, oh, geez, I'm lucky. And I'd sort of, that was one of the moments when you think, okay, um, right, I could have died. So, okay, Deb, you yeah. know, yeah, do your running, but, you know, cut back Take if you breath. have to. Yeah, basically. And that's sort of, it's a bit of a, a wake up call because I still had the two kids and that and um yeah and it was just like when they said yeah we thought you had cancer and I thought oh golly gee but anyway um yeah I survived that and um yeah just and then kept running and just built up and yeah and that was the end of I think my my um marathon career as far as you know really built them out um but that was all right didn't worry me I've had some good marathon runs and happy and I don't really care so yeah it sort of makes you you look at things a bit different, but you yeah, and then you just sort of, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that sort of thing. You, yeah, it's funny. Like you, you don't realise that you could have nearly died um, yeah. because mm. of that, but yeah, you just sort of say, oh, okay, then, and I'm here, right? Let's just get on with it. <laughs> so, can you remember in those the three weeks you couldn't run? How did you deal with that mentally? What was going on in your head, Deb? Well, the, the first week. I was really sore, so I didn't care. I was yeah. just like, yeah. I don't recovery care. Recovery mode. Yeah, because I was in hospital for four days and they don't leave you out until you can poo. So, you know, so day four, you know, I pooed and my arms went up when I came out of the toilet. I had three other ladies in the room. And, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it was just fun. And then, you know, then I went home. Yeah, a bit like that because one of the other girls was waiting for the same thing. And um, uh, and you're lucky if you can poo day two, but, you know, mine was day four. So, um <laughs> Sorry about all this intimate talk, but that's what happened. So and now pumping the coffee it. in me and all this because they they want you to do it naturally, and they said, "What normally makes you poop?" Oh, give us a coffee. So you know, three coffees later on a whatever Tuesday morning, I was knocking them out. So that was good. Um, and so then, yeah, so then I went home, and then yeah, it was, I was just sore and tired, and then so that first week was just rest. Second week, yeah, like I went for a couple walks, and then yep. by the third week, because I had two weeks off work and then the third week I was back at work and and um I was I was getting into it and I thought yeah so the third by the end of the third week by the time I sent the doctor a couple of days before her I think I was getting a bit of cabin fever I thought yeah I've got to get out that's why I went in there I said when can I run but look yeah. I didn't I certainly didn't miss it the first week um, yeah. um mainly because I was tired so the second week you know same sort of thing but yeah I, I was ready yeah, third mm. week, day 21, I was, yeah, I was ready to rock. And, yeah, yeah, and then it was just all went from there. But it, it is, I, I suppose, because you have the op, you don't really want to run because you can't. Yeah. Mm. And then you sort of get a bit, yeah, towards it. I mean, I get cabin fever now if I don't run for a few days, if the weather's crap or, you know, I'm, I'm somewhere that, you know, that I shouldn't be like someone, like visiting someone and I've got my runners but can't really go for a run because the time's not right. But yeah. generally, yeah, you get a bit of cabin fever, but generally I, you get through it. What does cabin fever look like for you? Um, 
wow, it's usually day. I, I, I sort of, if I have two full days at, without running or getting out, that's probably when I start to sort of like get a bit antsy and um, yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. I, I know with cabin fever that I can't get out there for a particular reason, but um, generally it's like, oh, for God's sake, just hurry up and be the next day and then I'm fine. But yeah, it's just like, you know, I get a bit sort of pissed off and then, yeah. Okay. It, it just depends the circumstances. Like, yeah, I might have, you know, a couple of times I've had a, a sore, I've, I've gone over on an ankle um, yeah. and that was cabin fever type material, but you sort of, it's got, you just got to wait, wait to heal and, mm. and, and then you go. But generally cabin fever, yeah, it's I, I, I just, you know, if, if you're alone with me in the house, just get out of the way because no, no, I'm just joking. No, I'm better these days. But yeah, back, back in the day with kids, with young kids, you just got to get out. So, especially yeah. if you've got a sick child, you just uh, you <laughs> about that. You had five, didn't you? And I had I two. did. I had yeah. five of those yeah. wonderful beings. <laughs> oh, they're beautiful little things, aren't they? they yes. grow up and leave home. Totally understand that. Still got two at home myself. <laughs> yeah, like no, they've got uh, 17 and 19, but they have yeah. driver's licenses and cars and things. So, it's not oh, like it's yeah. just. It's more like four adults at home then. Yeah, well, see, that's good. That age is good. Yeah, yeah it's not I mean, so bad. Yeah. Kids are good. I love the babes. They don't clean up very well still, though. No, just wait till they're on and they'll have to because mum's not there. Yes, that'll be very exciting. Looking it forward to that. It will be, won't it? It will. Um, so tell me, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you was when do you, when can you remember when you thought of yourself as a runner? Oh, God. Probably when I joined the running club, okay. I was there with all other runners and I'm a runner now and I had my first few runs. Oh, I'm a runner. So yeah, probably then I, I've always, yeah, I, I would never, yeah, it's, it's a good question really, but yeah, probably when I joined the running club and it's a running club. So I'm with run, fellow runners. So yeah, I'm a runner. Yeah. I, that would have been it. I, that's a really tricky question. It is, sure. isn't it? Yeah. I know. Well, Cause like I can remember like reading runners world before I even joined the running club and I'm like, Oh, I wonder if I'm a runner yet. Can I, you know, this is before yeah. the days of social media and things, exactly. but, you know, where you would, you know, yeah. people put up that they're running all the, yeah. anyway. It, it, so it's an, an interesting thing because it's like who we are. Mm-hmm. And I think often if you identify as something, you're more likely to do the things that support that as well. So that's a positive side yeah. of identifying yeah. it. But also when we attach yeah. our, our identity to something that can be taken away, with an appendicitis or some other thing oh. that can be a bit tricky because we have to then rework like you know they hear you hear about it with professional athletes for example yep. when they their careers you know they they're finished at say in their late 20s early 30s and it's like well who are you now and so a lot of them struggle with that kind of stuff so understanding that your identity isn't just running although you're a runner and yep. as a part of your identity it's not all you are your other things as well. So it's quite an interesting thing to yeah. ponder. <laughs> yeah, I hope I'm a runner forever. Like, you know, and I'm that is like, my next question. Yeah. When do you think you'll run? Oh, like, when look, do you think you'll I'm never going to stop. I'm just going to keep going until I, yeah. till I drop, I suppose. Like I, I don't want to stop. The only yeah. thing would, would stop me if I had no legs, you know, yeah. Yeah. but I'll just keep going as long as I can. And look, yeah, I'm slowing down. I know that and I'll continue to slow down, but you know, I'll just keep running and, doing it because I enjoy it and it's it's my passion and it's what I like and I suppose that sort of yeah that's what I enjoy in life oh it's other things I enjoy but this is my personal thing I enjoy for me 
So yeah. that's why I'll just keep doing it. Yeah. And it's yeah. good for you at the same time. It's oh, like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Other things yeah. we can enjoy that aren't always good if we're. <laughs> like caramel slices. Caramel slices. Yeah, yeah, they're good. I don't mind a caramel slice. Yeah, <laughs> a good one. A, yeah, I love a good caramel slice. I've said, I love caramel slices that much. I said to the girls at work, if I'm choking on a caramel slice at work, don't resus me. Just let me die because I'll die happy. Oh. So, but, geez, I hope they do resus me because. I know you said that. <laughs> I love a good. It's got to be good caramel sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Don't want to ruin it with that. Uh, nah, now this like, girl at work bakes the most beautiful caramel slice. So oh, yeah, oh, it's just gorgeous. She's just divine, and I always say I love you for your caramel slices. So oh, yeah, so. I'm glad you've got that relationship sorted yeah. out. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then she brings me caramel slices. I think you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I'm not sharing. <laughs> and I freeze them. <laughs> anyway, that's okay. I'm like yeah, that's my little soft spot caramel slices. The secret marathon food. Oh, yeah. Well, it'll have to be after, not before, because it's got too much sugar. I'll probably get the loo. True. That's true. Um, can you think of a time, either a training run or a race, where every just everything just flowed, everything felt right with the world, if you died at that moment, you'd be happy because, every like, you know, it's just, yeah. you know, the most amazing Everything is just good. Like, and we probably all had, like, as runners, I feel like we do get those moments kind of regularly, but sometimes one or two will stand out in our minds. Can you think of one of those you want to tell Probably, us about? look, there's lots. I've had lots of runs with with LAC that were just awesome runs and great times. But I think probably the standout one would be my first ever Melbourne Marathon. That was, I think, from Frankston into the city. Ah. And I got, I don't know, three hours, 11 and a half or something. Wow. And everything went like clockwork. Everything was yeah. great. There was no toilet stops. There was nothing. I The drink stations were at the right place. And, and everything was great. I, You know, it's not the world's best time, but it's probably my fastest time for a marathon, but I loved every step of it. It was my first and I loved it. And everything, the, the training, everything was good about it. And I had, um, Focky was there, Timmy and Jan and, and like my, my, my group. So, and I think we're in the, we might've had a, a little team together as well. So we, we probably did well there. So yeah, that would have been my, it was 2001. Um, yeah, actually, I came sixth female that I remember wow. that. Um, yeah, and that would have been my best best ever race because everything like it just went. It was wonderful. Weather was great. Everything was great. There was nothing nothing wrong with it. And you just floated. It. Kind of feels yeah. like you're floating, yeah. and everything yeah, it was is great. So awesome. I was really happy with that run. So yeah, yeah. you kind of want to package it up and put it in a little yeah. <laughs> container a bottle and just look at it. Yeah. Open it up um, every now yeah. and then and have a yeah, yeah, and have a sniff. Yeah, that yeah, was great. Exactly. It was just a, a really good run and I've had lots of great runs but that was probably yeah, mm. the one yeah that just mm. it was just perfect everything was perfect that's awesome I love it I love those two I love being able to, to drop yeah. back into those and think about them a bit because it gives yeah. you goosebumps and you think yeah. oh that was really yeah, nice. yeah and it was, was just awesome. a, a top day and yeah I had great people there and it was just yeah, everything was perfect that's yeah. awesome yeah. awesome yeah. um can you tell me one thing it doesn't matter if it's not just one thing because I don't think anybody's only ever said one thing to this question. But one way that running has improved your life the most. See if you can put it in one. <laughs> improved my life. Yeah, yeah like so I didn't hear the whole question. So improved my life. Yeah, running. So how's running improved your life? If you didn't have running, yeah, what would you be missing um, in your life, I suppose? I think 
I'm a bit of a solo person. I, I like doing things on my own mm-hmm. and running is just something I can do on my own. I don't need anyone else. Okay. Um, so I think that is why, I, yeah, I'm, I'm even like that at work. I like to do things on my own, you know, and yeah, I just, I think, it, and it keeps me focused and all that. So yeah, it's just doing something, yeah, doing it on my own and, and doing it well, I think, and I, I'm happy yeah, with my running because of that. Uh, yeah. Does, wow. Is that fair enough? Like, yeah. that no, there's no wrong, there's no right or wrong yeah. answer. Yeah. Like it's yeah. how, uh, how running's improved your life and how your life yeah. would be perhaps worse off. But well, and I love I, that. The fact that yeah. you, um, the fact that you identify as enjoying to do things uh, by yourself, yeah. not that you don't yeah. do things on the people, but yeah. you enjoy yeah. it. And yeah. this is an activity that you can do by yourself and do well at and enjoy yeah. it yeah. and continue to enjoy it for as long as you want. Um, I think that's a great thing yeah. to identify. Yeah, that's just yeah. me. Like, you know, probably changed in a couple of years. But yeah. basically right now, I've, all, yeah. I've always enjoyed my running and I've always enjoyed training on my, my own because I go out at my time and I don't have to – I'm not keeping my waiting mm-hmm. and I don't like that. I sort of, you mm-hmm. know, like to just do my thing and then, yeah, and that, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, just – I, I just like I just love it. It's, it's a good good activity to do. In saying that, how do you, because a lot of people that I've spoken to, not everyone, but a lot, they tend to run a lot with other people. And yeah. so some of these kind of questions, I get back answers around, um, you know, they're running friends. And you have mentioned yeah. that you had yeah, yeah, have had yeah. a lot of running friends. And I know you have a lot of running friends, but yeah. you don't necessarily run with them anymore. No. Um, I guess what I'm saying, how, how do you, what did you, how, where do you put in your world your running friends? Like how do you, even though you're not running with them anymore so much, how, how do you categorise them? Like are they really good friends? Are they just a casual, casual you know, yeah. occasional Look, friends or, you know, what's the quality got, of those friendships? <laughs> I've got some great friends I made through running and they're probably the people I hang around with. Like there's Jan and then there was yeah. like Kimmy who's now gone to heaven yeah. and, and Voki and then there's that lot. And then I've got other friends in like the running club that I, I still, you know, get on well with. Um, mm. You know, we're not super close, but at running, we all get on well. Um, and there's there's other, like the porters and all that, like, um, yeah, we we sort of catch up when we can. And everybody's life's taken, it's, it's gone a bit different now. Mm. Some are injured, some aren't running, some are doing bikes, some are doing swimming, some are doing other things. But we still, they're still my running friends. So I'd, I still have a lot of running friends. Ridey is a good running friend and there's a few others yeah. that, you know, travel to running with or, or they're my support crew. So, yeah, like I, I do have running friends and they're sort of my main friends. But then yeah. I've got, yeah, work friends and that. So, yeah, I, I love my running friends and they'll be there forever even though we probably don't see each other all the time we've, yeah. we've all taken different, different paths and, and I'm prob- probably one of them that's just sort of kept going at it a bit longer some of them are gone to do the park run do the 5k mm-hmm. because that's all their body can stand and that's fine and I'm just yep. desperate Deb and I keep running the long the long stuff because <laughs> I can yes because you're lucky yeah yeah actually pretty lucky yeah pretty <laughs> lucky with the joints and the bones and and everything so Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what a lot of people say is the, well, they've said, and I think you would say the same, tell me if I'm wrong, but the people that you, you know, used to train with and things, yeah. they become quite close because we spend a lot of time in those long kilometers, especially when you're training for longer yeah. runs oh, and yeah. things, and you're just chatting away and you share things that are just the minutiae of life. They're not often Sometimes we are solving the problems of the world, but sometimes it's just, you know, just the little things that happen today. Um, and so you, you kind of develop these relationships which have more of a depth perhaps than 
than some others because just because you're not finding yourself in those situations where you just many many hours sort of chatting away I don't know that's true because when when I used to train for the marathons I used to do it with with Jan and the mob we'd start out at the Mm. uni and we'd go all around to her place she lived at Gravity Beach I don't know, I can't remember the road. It was 35, yeah, 30, yeah, 30, yeah, that's it, 35 or whatever K. So you'd be running with a bunch and, yep. yeah, you'd, you'd tell your life stories and you'd be telling them stuff that's happened and you're a bit like yeah. a therapist to them and them to you and that sort of thing. So yeah. you, you talk about stuff, just talk while you're running to, yeah. to you know, break the kilometres down <laughs> and, and you, you learn stuff from them. So they become your confidant sort of person hmm. and, and you just yeah, the friendships are formed on what you tell each other and 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 it's nothing to do with your running pace it's all to do with you know you're just all running and you're runners yeah. and yeah. You, you just have these wonderful friendships from that and it doesn't matter like you know how good or bad or fast or slow or whatever you run you just runners and you all band together and have a great time and mm. and talk a lot of time we talk crap on the runs yeah. but you know get you through and you just build this friendship and this bond with fellow runners. So um, especially if you're training for something like that or, or in group runs, yeah, you, you do like build a bit of a bit of a friendship. Yeah. Like a shared experience almost, isn't it? Yeah. Like out yeah, there on the road. Of, you spend more time with them than a lot of people spend with their families. <laughs> you know, and you're all hot and sweaty together and you think, oh, who cares? <laughs> exactly. All of those things. Yeah. All right. Um, before I ask you the yeah. last question. Uh-huh. Um, this is always the second last question. Oh, right. <laughs> is is there anything that we haven't covered about running that you would like to share, Deb? So oh God, where do I start? Look, I don't know. Like I could talk about running forever. You know, people ask me questions. I'm, I I tell them what I think. I'm brutally honest like that. So <laughs> look, I, I don't know. Like maybe I should write a book one day about all my running. But that would I be awesome. look. I, I don't know. I think we've covered lots. Maybe I, I think. I will think of something after all this. You, you probably, probably will too. <laughs> of course I do. Um, but look, my running has, I've loved my running and, and it's, it's, I'm lucky I can run and, and I'm happy doing it. And I think everyone should have a crack at it. I think There's no excuses say. for not running really. Yeah. I'm, so I actually, know there are, I know you, there are, but you know, I think. There's, there's lots of excuses. Yeah. Some of them hold water and some don't. Exactly. <laughs> That's probably it. Don't. Exactly. Like, yeah, pretty much. Um, you know even and being in the medical world that's one of the things that I say quite a bit on the podcast is that I think everybody should run just like you just said Um, because I think everybody's built to run it's just that you know occasionally there's a medical thing yeah yeah it means you can't but as a rule most of us when you can walk so yeah Yeah. and and it's just it's a you know it's just faster than walking I I don't know I've always ran so I, I can't comprehend why people don't run I know they can't for a bunch of reasons but I'm lucky I can run and I've always been able to run, never had a problem. So maybe I'm just being a bit, bit ignorant, but, you know, I, I'm just, I don't know. Considering the things you see over your desk every day, I'm sure oh, that's no, not I, the case. Oh, look, that's another story. But, yes, there's good and bad there. But, look, I, I, people say, why don't you swim? And I say, well, I don't like swimming. You know, so <laughs> I, I've, had, I've had people say, Debbie, you could do triathlon. No, you know, nah, nah, I just, I, I'm just a runner. I wasn't born to swim and I wasn't born to be on a bike. So I just run. You know yourself. And, that's the important bit, isn't it? Yeah, and that's what I do. Because if you swim, you got to go to a pool. And if you got a got a ride, you got to get a bike. Mm, it's just least, more complicated, isn't it? Yeah. So nah, and I wouldn't have time. I can't try and train for three. I just like one. One's enough. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's I have a I bit do. of that over the years. Yeah, I, I just 
I've been in teams for for triathlons, but yeah, I'm always a runner, too. of course. But yeah, I loved it. Like, yeah, yeah but that's what I do. I'm a runner. Um, this is <laughs> this is not the last question. Oh. I wanted to ask you, <laughs> just then it made me think of, I meant to ask you earlier, your job is obviously very stressful. As you said, yes. you have lots of, you get to see the worst in people's, people at the worst time in their lives, or you get to read about it or whatever, be involved in it in some way. And I can only imagine that that is really stressful and creates a lot of emotion in you. Do you think your running, this is a question, um, helps you deal with a lot of that? Do you think yes. that helps? Because you go in there and you read about, you know, you read everything. Like yeah. last week I was coding, reading someone young, you know, cancer, you know, yeah. um, and they've got met. So they're, they're dying and, you know, in the 40s, that sort of thing. And you read a lot of that. And yeah. I've sat there and read about, you know, young children, you know, just grade grade three and four. Or five. They're, they're dying of leukemia and all this. And I've sat there and I've, I've cried. I'll yeah. read stuff and I'll cry and it breaks your heart. And, and yeah, you read a lot of terrible stuff. You read, um, you know, all about car accidents and the injuries and then the rehab. It's, yeah, it's very, I, I love my job, but there's stuff there I don't like about it, but it's got to be, it's got to be read and it's got to be done. And, and you yeah, just try and read it, move on to the next one. But mm. yeah, it, it, it is a stressful job, but you learn to sort of, um, you have coping mechanisms and, and mine is running. I think if I didn't run, I'd, I'd be a bit of a mess. But, mm. yeah, that's um, – yeah, it, it's just one of those jobs that has to be done. I mean, there's there's crap in everybody's jobs, but, yeah, I'll read about it. And often there's pictures. And, then, mm-hmm. and, and you, yeah. you you just deal with it and move on. I, I think I'm a, I'm pretty tough like that. It's, it's just a porn trait. We, we were born tough. Um, you know, like I suppose parents were in the war, so, you know, that sort of thing in – Germany and Romania so you, you've you've learned to be tough I mean yeah. we were brought up tough and that's my brother he often tells me stories and he says and that Deb is why we like that and he's he's a bit older than me and he's good he's good he should have been a social worker he's very good and tells me stuff and um about you know parents and what they went through and then yeah, yeah so then you realize now why we tough it's just the way we're brought up yeah they yeah. rammed it into us yeah nice and thing. well I suppose their coping mechanisms were a doing of sorts yeah. you know they yeah. they did a lot and yeah. were really busy on the farm and all that kind of stuff yeah. and you guys obviously picked up that as yeah. a coping mechanism for when yeah. things are challenging in your life and you just work hard that's what you do on a farm there's yeah. no no downtime there's yeah. no you know we didn't have you know mobile phones and all that and all that crap yeah. in that you know in those days you just got there and you worked and then you come yeah. inside and you had choice of two channels ABC yeah. Channel 9, we always watched ABC. Well, I grew up on King news. Island. I just yeah. want to say, I grew up on King Island and you had two channels. We yeah. only had one. Oh, really? <laughs> ABC? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I still watch ABC now. That's my yeah, favorite I know. Channel. I was thinking my kids, because I have it on the radio a lot anyway. <laughs> my kids must think, um, yeah, you know how you, you have this picture of your childhood and all you could hear was yep. what your parents and your grandparents would listen to and you think, oh, I wish they'd. Yep. <laughs> I never listened yeah. to that. Now look at me. I know ABC exactly. Queen yeah, and SBS Queen. Yeah, totally, but that, totally. that's good. It's not a bad thing. I think I think it's a good thing too. But yeah, they, um, yeah, that's probably because we're older. <laughs> that's right, older and wiser, Michelle. Yeah, we, we'll go with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Deb, yes, last Michelle. question. Yes. Last question. This has been so exciting. I have um, time flown. <laughs> I love talking to you. Yeah, um, it's great. 
The uh, if somebody came to you and said, "I would love to start running, Deb," and you're obviously a fabulous runner, got any tips for me? How do I do that and keep well, running? I want yeah. to be able to keep running. Well, you know, like there, there's a lot you got to look at. Like you got to look at. I, I basically, you know, get 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 the gear, get the good pair of runners first. Go get fitted. You know, get comfy shoes. Yep. Um, start walking and that. And, you know, if you've got a bit of weight on you, well, there, you know, you're going to have a look at your diet, you know. Yes. There's a whole bunch of things. I wouldn't sort of, you know, say, okay, you know, he's a Go diet. But yeah, but people would say, look, okay, I need to lose weight. I'd probably agree. Yeah, okay, yeah, this is what you do. But, yeah, get the yeah. runners, I think, and get, um, yeah, and just start moving. Start yeah. moving and, and cut out crap food and, and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. It's a whole picture, isn't it? Like yeah, often people look at one thing and you can't really isolate it nah, because the nah, human body can't. is an entire system. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, you just got to get, get good shoes, watch what goes in your mouth and, and mm-hmm. yeah, that sort of thing and, and do it regularly. Like even if you just go for a fast walk, don't just walk like you're looking at someone's garden and ambling along. That's not going to get you anywhere. Um, I know that's a cruel thing to say, but it's true. You, you've got to really, you've got to power a little bit. You've got to break out the sweat. So, yeah, I've um, heard that. Yeah, you, you just can't sort of go for a bit of a dawdle um, and then go home and eat cake. You yeah. really, yeah, really got to sort of stride out a bit. I was only saying yesterday um, or the day before, I interviewed Vicky Gunn. Oh, nice. That you would know. Yes. yes and um, I was saying then that um, I found once I started running and enjoying it quite soon, like mm-hmm. earlier on, it kind of stopped me wanting to eat the other, the, yeah. the not so nice. It just because it was, I knew in my mind intellectually, yeah. it was not, it was kind of against the, what I was yeah. doing running wise. And so yeah. it was interesting, yeah. like my, my brain, I didn't even want them so much anymore. Exactly. So you, exactly. you get to that point, I think. You know, you, do. you, you do. keep it up, yeah. you get to that point where it's not so much that you have to resist it, but it's more that you just don't want it because you know exactly. it doesn't help this other thing you're trying to do, which you do want. So it's like, yeah, everybody yeah. wants to be fit. And, and you know, to be fit, you've, you've got to you know, be active and cut down on the crap food. And another thing I'd probably say to them, look, it's going to hurt, but if it hurts in a really painful way, that's not good, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's going to it's gonna hurt. Like, you know, it's going to hurt when you breathe, when your lungs and all that, but you've just got to know if it's a good hurt or a bad hurt. Mm. You, you learn to distinguish that. So that's probably another thing. People will just run and they've, you know, got shin splints or something. Oh, God, you know. Um, <laughs> things like, oh, why did you not tell them that? But, you know, yeah, that's sort of a bad hurt. But, you know, you you sort of, as you go on, you work that out. And you read as much as you can. You you just read about running and, and that. That's what you got to do. You read other people's stories and yeah. and what people have injuries and, and how do I help this and I've got this, why is this sore and and make up your own mind and then if you think it's a bit of a bad thing, well, then go get it checked out. Mm. Yeah, that's good. you just don't know. You, 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 yeah, you, you mm. could have an injury that, yeah, you just don't know. You could have a yeah, dodgy joints. Who knows? Yeah, it's better to yeah, get just, it checked. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, don't Probably be like bit. Debbie and wait 18 months and then go to a chiropractor and he says, oh, you've got a children pelvis step. So, yeah, get it sorted. It's probably the bit where we should say, this is, a, what is it? This is not medical advice. You should seek your own individual medical advice. Because exactly you're a medical professional. That's right. Like that's, that. that's it. I'm not a medical <laughs> professional, but yeah, I know if something hurts with me, whether it's good or a bad hurt. Yeah. You sort okay. of know. You've you got to read your body. I think that's one of the benefits of getting fitter too, is that you start to, 
oh, I think, I know that you sort of just gave an 18-month example of how that yeah. wasn't the case, but yeah, you, start to, you start to, um, <laughs> to kind of know. And maybe you would, if you thought back, you could think, well, actually, I kind of knew, but I didn't want to admit it or something. I did, I did. You know? and, I, and I thought it'll go away. It'll mm. go away, but mm-hmm. it doesn't go away. Every time I spoke to a runner, they say that. I thought it would go away, and I kept telling myself it would go away, but it doesn't. Yeah. And, yeah. and we all do it. Everybody yeah. does it, you know, and yeah. even if you're not a runner, something hurts. Oh, I thought it'd go away, you know, but it doesn't. Just get it checked out. It, you know, if you've got this gut feeling it's not right, just go and get it checked yeah, out. So, and persevere with, with who to get it checked out properly, yeah. you know, because and it could be worse. It's true. And it could be something that will last yeah. for ages That's beyond right. any running you may or may not do. That's right. <laughs> to, yeah. get to, yeah. to get it sorted. Um, one thing that I often think about these days is how how people are adverse to getting uncomfortable because you know every time you use the word pain and yeah. that often has come in when I've asked about tips you know to expect expect some pain and yeah. we feel like we have to say that because this day and age the idea of feeling a little bit of pain or being uncomfortable we're also adverse to we'd rather sit in front of the television and yeah. and um be comfortable but it's like if you do that for, I don't know, 40 or 50 years and never get uncomfortable physically to do some kind of sport or activity, um, it means probably that from 50 or 60 up, you're going to be really uncomfortable because all of these medical conditions will then come in, exactly. which you would see all the time, yes. I assume. Yeah. Um, so it's like, do you want to be uncomfortable a little bit all of your life and get used to that? Or do you want to be really uncomfortable and perhaps die earlier than you needed to painfully? Exactly. You know, exactly. Like, you just got to get things fixed and looked at. And, mm. you know, as you get older, there's, you know, the old arthritis and that, that sets in and, and, you know, you get, um, tear, you know, meniscal tears, you get, you know, everything goes wrong with your knees, your hips, mm. your ankles, and, and 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 it's just part of life and it's wear and tear. So you, sometimes you just, you know, people get them replaced and they're not necessarily runners yeah. um, that have all those problems. So you've just got to, yeah, if, if, if there's a problem, get it looked at and just, yeah, yeah just do because it could could be more and yeah. I'll end up your your history will end up on my desk and I've got to read all about injury. Steph yeah, does not want to hear about your your injury. <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to about. cry over you, so stop it. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah, for just, a run. Yeah, Deb said go for a run. I don't want to see your history. <laughs> At least another 20 years because she'll take ages to retire. Because she's right. well, job. I'm, I'm not I'm yeah well I'm just yeah, I'm not going to retire yet. I'd like to I'd cut back, but yeah, I've got a few years in the le- in left in me yet. Both, um, yeah, lots running, working less. Yeah, yeah. So you can run more. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and probably yeah. not as early. I can just sort of get up when it's a bit of daylight. But <laughs> I do like the early mornings because there's no one yeah. around and it's peaceful. Yeah, I like that too. And drunk yeah. idiots yelling out at you. Yeah, they're always good. <laughs> oh no. Oh. They're just a pain, aren't they? But they anyway, are. Go, That's that Sunday home, morning go. thing. Yeah. Oh, well, Saturday morning you go for a run, you always come across a drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I always feel like pretty pretty lucky because they don't have to catch me first because they certainly couldn't run drunk. So Yeah, that's that, what I always that, say. Yeah, well. and I think I'll catch you if you can get a drunk thing. But, um, yeah, they've always got a, you know, a bit of a gut of mouth. They always yell at you. And, yeah. and, you know, run, forest, run. They all say that. And I think, you idiot. Like, I don't know why they say that. They just think they have to say something smart. <laughs> I think they're just a bit sad because they know when they wake up later that day, they're not going to be feeling so good. No, not not for probably a number of hours. And I hope they've got their head in the 
bucket or the chalk bowl. Oh, all right. So all of those of you who um, may be going out and having the odd drink here and there, that's all cool. But what we'd love to see is if you went out and hit the road and did a bit of running as well. That would be amazing. That would be better. Yes, that would be better. Absolutely, Michelle. Deb, it's been amazing to talk to you and I knew it would be so much fun. So just stay on because I'll say goodbye to you off the call as well. But I did want to say a massive thank you for you sharing that running wisdom and um, all the giggles because I knew that there'd be lots of giggles talking with you. Yeah, well, look, there's a lot more giggles, but some of them might be a bit R-rated. But anyway, look, thanks, Michelle. It was wonderful bringing back all those memories and and maybe we could do this at the club and just have a a chat over a glass of wine or something. That would be awesome. Not recorded. What? (laughs) I could secretly record it. Oh, you're good. Yeah, you think, oh, there'll be a lot of beeps in there, but no, nah, not really. I'm, nah, I'm just joking now, Michelle. Sure. So, but all jokes aside, it has been a delight to share you with the podcast listeners. So thank you, Deb. Thank you, Michelle. And all the listeners that want to listen to my story. They all do. All right. Wonderful. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Okay. Yeah, as Bye. in in a minute. Yep. See ya. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.